You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, welcome in. Post game show situation. Both. First late, late ish game, nine o'clock tip. We're glad for whoever is here uh, as people are slowly arriving. Celtics win. 119-103, an important win, says Bobby Manning. Right, yes. Bobby? <laughs> Everyone counts. An important win. Uh, it was a good I'll one. I'll explain why. Yeah, no, a lot of good things tonight. Actually, tons to talk about. Um, uh, most of it positive. Um, Tatum back. Kemba sat, but a maintenance, not not a, not an injured thing. Um, so no cause for concern there. Another phenomenal, efficient Marcus Smart game. Uh, Jalen Workman-like performance. Uh, it's almost weird watching Jalen shoot only 50%. He seemed, he seemed <laughs> off and he shot 50%. Yeah, that's, that's uh, let's just get opening thoughts here. There's a ton. Neesmith, Grant, great minutes for Grant late in the game. Uh, you know, we were dogging him. We were dogging him the last uh, last few games. Uh, huge minutes for him late. But uh, uh, Joe Sway, your opening thoughts on 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 tonight. Oh man, you broke up there for a second. Sorry, say that again. Let you you start your opening thoughts. Oh yeah, you know, obviously, I'm not surprised from what we saw out of Jason Tatum, but defensively, this team. I mean, a really top point that is, but specifically the second unit. And I thought these performance that we've seen this season. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Brockton Wi-Fi is back, baby. <laughs> Is this happening to you too? Yep. All right, I'll pick him up. I'm gonna forget Tatum. Throw him out the barrel. We need an apology cam. We'll get we'll get to Tatum, but we need an apology cam for Mr. Marcus Smart, who comes out. I don't think he took a field goal in the second half, or if he did, he took very few. So you understand, and- Bobby, how apology cam works. When I say a person needs to play more like a certain way, then they go out and play that way. That actually <laughs> proves me right. That's not cause for an apology that we literally said Marcus Smart, the Celtics are bad when Marcus Smart shoots a lot. He shouldn't shoot late in games. He should really pick his spots. Then the last two games he goes out has nine field goals combined, plays his two best games of the season, and I'm apologizing for that? That's exactly what I'm asking him to do. Fair enough. I, I did like the pull-ups in the first half, six straight mid-range yeah. to start this week. Good shots, step backs, pick and roll, putting the guy on his back. He looked awesome these last two games, distributing awesome. defense. That debacle in Philly, that down the stretch where we 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 lit him up and it and and and, and it did this the the bad defense, the sloppy passes, the carelessness, the bad um, the Simmons, that that bad 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 turnover to Simmons, that that minute breakdown in the Philly game where Marcus I Marcus was responsible for basically an, a, a nine point swing on his own and gave that game away late and then. Said last two games, he's been phenomenal. We're on. We're talking about Marcus Josue. Are you back? Yeah, I got you. I got you. you back. <laughs> I want to get Marcus going early. John explained that 
since he's playing right, he doesn't have to apologize to him. <laughs> well, that's what we yeah, said. I mean, that's what we said, right? This I is mean, the, this is the Marcus you want. No, this is this is exactly what you want. It's exactly what you want. Right. He was phenomenal again. Two nights still, in a row. Still led them in scoring in the first half too. While well, you mentioned Brown wasn't himself fully early, Tatum didn't get it going explosively until that third quarter. So he did a little bit of both. I, I loved how he picked his spots with the shots. Uh, like he took quality ones every single time, and still showed he can lead the offense with free throws. Got to the line a couple times tonight, and the passing is just through the roof. Yeah. You still look at him as a guy who can lead the Except offense. Except for that and, one freaking behind behind the back pass to three bulls in the lane. Other than that. Well, that's he, when he came back and hit those back-to-back mid-rangers right out yeah, there. Right. So he made up for that pretty quick. Yep. And to close the game, once you got into that extended bench unit time that almost gave away the game at the end there, he checked back in in the final minutes. And I thought, got Grant going with that nice three-end one. I made a dish to Neesmith earlier in the game. He was just getting everybody going in a nice way. Daniel Tice as well, another monster game from him. Off the smart lobs and pick and roll feeds and kickouts and all that stuff. So 11 assists. I don't think that's a career high. It might be. I'll have to double check on that, but it's got to be approaching it. He's just had a phenomenal passing week defensively. He's turned up in a way that we haven't seen him this year. And you mentioned off the top, Joe Sway, whether Tatum impacted that at all certainly wasn't the case on Sunday. You have a team that's playing with its nose down defensively, breaking up plays and driving in transition. More of what we want to see this team be this week. And uh, he's giving us a funky stare. <laughs> Did we lose him again? Yep. <laughs> Brockton Wi-Fi, man. Uh, back with a vengeance. I set him up too. Right back my, to his Tatum point. My goodness gracious. That was great. When uh, we could get into it now, uh, you know, I, I, I do want other. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try this again. This, this is literally the last. This is chance. the one. This is the one, man. I think this is it. I set you up perfectly, alley oop style. This to is get it. right back to Tatum. Yeah, I mean, again, I wasn't surprised by what we saw that you know th throughout the game, but you know, again, that fourth quarter. And listen, this is the Bulls here. Uh, you guys a little bit concerned about the defense down the stretch? I, I mean, you you see what you want to see. From the second unit from, from all the guys throughout three and a half quarters and then there's a little bit of that slippage you know that we've been talking about again it's the chicago bulls but if it's a better team maybe they tie it up in the end you know Th that those back-to-back -back three pointers one from naismith and one from one from uh or excuse me one from javante and one from from tatum i mean without those back-to-back -back threes they, they could have easily tied this one up i mean that was the, they were on course to do that was that a concern for you bobby a little bit. I expected it tonight, too. This Bulls team shoots the lights out. I think they're fifth in the league in three-point percentage. They got a million guys who can pull up, and slashers who get into the lane and set that up. They're just loaded with offensive talent, and they have nothing on the defensive end. So I expected the scoring to be a little higher both ways tonight, but I knew that once you built a little bit of a lead here, you weren't going to be able to stop them from going on some runs. But they never got close to the nine, did they? Like Every single time they went on, a big run to cut 20 down to 9 or 10 or 12. You would have that halting shots by the Celtics. They control the ball well in their own right. Chicago turns the ball over a ton. So I think when teams are just pulling up to the degree that they do, you're going to give up threes. You're going to give up leads in this league. And they put the brakes on that every single time. This one never got close. And I'd say Chicago went on about three hard runs, including that one that you mentioned that got it very close at the end of the game there. So I – I, again, think this is defensive progress overall. If it wasn't for, I think it was four straight threes there in the fourth quarter, Chicago wouldn't have even hit 100, and they've hit 110 and 75% of their games this year. So overall, I think the defensive effort was pretty sturdy. Every team in the league can go on a run, especially this one. And I know we'll get to Neesmith and some of the bench guys eventually, but I thought even I kind of wanted to spend the whole game on Neesmith, and we, you guys started talking about other stuff. <laughs> Well, you start with the starters. John wants to every single game. Taco, Grant. Oh, no, not Taco. Neesmith. Trust me. That's not my <laughs> yeah, thing. You've started a show with Taco. That's not my thing. You have started I mean, a show with Taco. This, this is technically a blowout, but it didn't have that vibe to it, at least at the end. I don't know. I, I guess no, no. The Celtics could never lay down in this one. Yeah. I don't know. This didn't – I didn't – I mean, you know, I didn't break a sweat watching it. Um I didn't feel like this was ever a game that was ever going to go the other way. Um, 
So, I mean, and I don't think Brad did either because he's playing Neesmith and Carson early and in critical minutes, Smart which I love, by the way. Though, for that last run. And then, yeah, Brown was on the floor late there. So they did have some Yeah, another walk of shame time. game. Yeah. <laughs> another, another walk of shame. You had to bring the starters back off the bench. But – Whatever it happens, Bulls hit their shots. If they don't knock down those three threes, you could have rid, you know, ridden it out with the bench there. But I mean, you're talking Carson came in. We talked about Teague over Car Carson over Teague. It didn't really happen. He was the first man in, but Teague, Teague played more minutes, and Teague actually played fairly well. Um, it goes the same way with Carson every time, doesn't it? He shows the glimmer of hope. You integrate him in, and then he bricks a few threes, and it's like, oh. He was yeah, so close. Glimmer of hope is like once every like 300 days, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it cracked me up last night when, when Brian Scalabrini is like, oh, you never, you know, how he can get hot. You know, look out for, look out for Carson. I'm like, yo, he did that one time against the Cavs in that preseason game. Like, you don't get that label from one time. Like, I get it. It was a hell of a performance. Eight three pointers out of, out of a rookie in a preseason matchup. But I mean, don't make it seem like that's his, like, he does that on the reg. <laughs> that was that the greatest curse for him. He always had to live up to that preseason performance that he put on like three years ago now. <laughs> for real. It's like, yo, that exactly. Like, it, that's how long it feels because of what happened last year. We're getting this, you know, two for two seasons in one year sort of thing. So I feel so long ago. I'm like, you don't, you don't have that label anymore, Carson. Come on now. Yeah. But, well, you know, he's obviously showing us a little bit more than we've, than we've seen. That's fine. But <laughs> let's put it. I think Carson's a little gimmicky. You know, like he'll come in from time to time and that's going to happen. And so be it like, you he's know, you're great gonna... for the end of the game when he has the ball in his hands and he can make create off the dribble and pull up and all that stuff. When you see him get the catch and shoot threes and try to find his within the flow of the offense, it never yeah. feels like he cashes in. But and that's I what he did to tonight. The Carson stuff, I think, is a byproduct of obviously Kemba rests tonight. Pritchard is hurt. Um, and so, you know, you force a few minutes there, but you're not going to see a lot of it. I do think it's interesting that Neesmith, you're talking about a full rotation of wings here uh, with Tatum healthy uh, tonight. And he came in and played uh, 18 real minutes. I mean, there's a couple in garbage time, but most of his minutes, he played 16 minutes before coming back in here at the very end of the game. So he... That, those are actual rotation minutes, uh, and he came in in the second quarter, I believe, for the first time. And that was, I mean, you know, we were texting each other. This is literally all you want out of the kid right now. This is a perfect performance. Just let Tatum and Brown create, get into the lane, draw people to them, kick it, and then take your shot. And he did it. And, I mean, he was three of five, but they were all the, – the, the, the two he missed could have gone down as well. Quick release, that's it. I mean, everything else, the growing pains, the defense, you live with it for a little while. This is all you want out of him. If you can get 20 minutes out of Neesmith and a few open looks whenever he can, he, you know, whenever uh, you know it's created for him, great. Gravy. I love it. Plus the Tommy point hustle back off that missed three where yes. he's the only person going back. Yes. Only person going back on defense and he runs back and deflects that pass and breaks up a bucket. I love that. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he's not, maybe, you know, he's not up to snuff on defense, but he's trying. I like it. I like everything I've seen. And again, you have to evaluate the minutes for what they are, but these were real minutes in, 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 in the game tonight. And he jumped, jumped, clearly jumped Grant in the rotation. He was out there, you know, I'd say ahead of Javante as well. So he's starting to kind of sneak up a little bit. That's like, that's exactly what you want to see. Well, that's exactly why Brad Stevens wasn't so eager to pull that trigger. Remember everyone asking for him after like game five? Oh, just play him. Just play him. You know, put Neesmith out there. They need him. They need him. You know, no Kemba. Yeah, but he's still a rookie at the end of the day, and he still has to earn his keep. I mean, defensively, that's where you earn your your, your keep, your playing time, your minutes as a yep. rookie. Pritchard is the best example of that. And I think what was great to see tonight was, was especially when he was playing those minutes with the starting unit. I mean, that's something that realistically, let's face it, I'm sure Celtics fans will see that Neesmith being you know in there with Jason Tatum how he can how those two can play off of each other you know once he's developed or at least taken that next step, step. but this is a in his rookie year this is a humongous step I still think I and mean, we yeah. talked about it last night whether it's a 14 15 point game something to that effect on this west coast trip will do him dividends and I think making those couple of three points that we saw last night made it uh, built his confidence for sure and then as soon as he checks in back-to-back -back threes in the first five minutes of, of checking in I mean his confidence is through the roof right now yeah. Yeah. It's a different approach this year as well with the way practice is set up and no main and all these different things. You have to find right. 
reps and all that stuff in the flow of the game. And when you take a 15-point lead, then it comes down to Brad to be like, all right, can we squeeze him in here for this stretch? Can we have him expand or at least hold the lead? Because what you trust right now with Green and Semi is that they'll at least hold leads. If you have them mixed in there with Tatum and a starter, they're going to be able to do going forward. You, you feel confident that they're locked in enough defensively to hold leads or maybe expand them by a few points as they did tonight. Green was awesome in this one. Yeah. Uh, so Neesmith comes Green. in. and I, I love Green's minutes as well. The, the only thing we're saying about Neesmith, I, I think Joe Sway was, not Brad play him now. It's find the pockets. You just wanted to see him get to the point that he could get minutes. Nobody, I think, was saying – Brad's making a mistake not playing him. If Brad didn't think he was ready, he probably really wasn't ready. And what limited action we saw of him earlier in the year, he didn't look ready for whatever reason. Game moving too yeah. fast, still getting into shape. It's just if you he's if you want the, to unlock the full potential of this team, you need to fill the floor with some shooters. Um, and you need to get some. You need you 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 definitely want people coming off the bench that can score. And the bench scoring hasn't really been an issue this year, but. You want this team to reach its full potential, which is why you're dying to see Romeo come back healthy, Neesmith start playing some minutes, because you need to see if these guys can play and you've actually got something behind it. You And again, you know what Ojale is. Javante Gravy, you're, you're getting great minutes out of him, but that's about what he's going to be here, an athletic energy guy, uh, fill the lane on the break and all of that. Yeah. But these guys might be actual, you know, legit NBA players in a, in a year or two or hopefully sooner. And that would change the entire dynamic uh, of this team if you actually had something in those guys. So I think people are eager to see it, but I don't think we were saying Brad's Brad's a dummy yeah. for not playing him. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm saying that for the Celtics fans that are like all over Twitter, making it sound like, you know, there's this gem on the bench that Brad Stevens doesn't believe in. I think that's where it yeah, got, yeah, yeah, I agree. People get, people get confused between that and Brad Stevens, maybe not showing tough love, but saying, Hey, Let's be realistic here. You know, how up to speed is he going to be at the pro level, you know, without all Especially the training Exactly. Without uh, playing in this shit, the NCAA tournament. Like, he hasn't played basketball since before the pandemic even started, before the uh, NBA shut down, you know, before yeah. everything shut down. So It was yeah. about a year. Right. <laughs> Maybe Oh, he can't get up and down the floor. Was he running? Was he was he playing bad? Maybe he was being a responsible citizen and not playing basketball during those years. Okay. It's my bad oh yeah, you can see that. <laughs> That's a tournament, you know. I think that makes a big difference, you know. Especially I usually, I usually think one really good shooting here, you know. <laughs> yes, the bed's not made. I just rolled out this morning. That's how it goes after these late shows. <laughs> Yeah, we never showed that part. I, just, I, I didn't even notice that until they, they I didn't that. think it was on camera either. These people are observing it. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're all over it right now. It's so Bobby, ne Bobby Bedcam. <laughs> Bobby. Bedcam. So the, the listeners wanted a collective Aaron apology cam. Are we there yet? No, no. <laughs> Why? Why would we say that? This is what I'm talking about. See, <laughs> what are we talking? What are we apologizing for? We. Because Brad Stevens didn't know he had his gem, John. He we're, didn't know he had to shoot. We're dying for him. We're literally saying, like, oh, God, can't he just get out there and do this? Great. That's that's literally all we want. Listen, we're already 25% of the way through the season. I have done an apology cam. I might have been premature with it with Toronto. I just so wanted to roll it out, and you were, you were the first victim. I don't want to overuse it. I think the threat of the apology cam is enough to keep us all honest for our stupid hot takes. So... <laughs> You have to know it's lurking, and you could be called on your weak shit. Well, so, I, you you guys got to be willing to use it when the time comes. Jimmy's approaching it. We're, we're missing Jimmy tonight. He's going to do a Kemba one soon. You might guys might have to do a double screen there. Oh, fine. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out the statute of limitations here. I mean, like, how long? You know, like, maybe some of these calls is a little too early, too premature, you know? <laughs> You're right. You don't want to do this too soon because the last thing you want to do is do an unapology cam, which my yeah. Raptors are, you know, pushing for right now. I like, still think I they could the, possibly get back in the playoffs. Like game one, I was on the wrong end of the, or, or at least after game one, I was on the wrong end of the of the Jeff Teague thing. But John was getting ready to queue up Bobby for the apology cam in game two because Jeff Teague dropped 19 points. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, I know. I I held out on that one. I'm holding out <laughs> yeah, on Tristan Thompson. I'm like, I'm on the right side of that, but I don't think that's fair. Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So overall, Neesmith, I'm stunned they put him in with a four-point lead in that second right, quarter. I have to move the plant. I'm getting crap for the plant. Go. 
I'm, oh, man, leave it. I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's just coming out of all sides of his head. I, I'm stunned that Neesmith got in this game, and I was trying to pinpoint the exact point he came in on Sunday. I think they had a steady lead at that point, at least a couple of possessions. But in this one, he comes in 37-33. Chicago had just hit a shot. And it's an important juncture where if they go after him enough and he breaks down that much defensively, then you know it could be a dangerous move there. But maybe it's practice. Maybe it's something they're seeing. Brad always says it's not 100% based off the numbers. If you're looking at Neesmith's numbers and you're just going win at all costs here and play the guys who are most reliable, you probably wouldn't go with Neesmith in a spot like this or maybe even the second quarter of last game when he got in. But he put him in in both games. It worked. They extended it. And the only thing I can imagine is if you have a running mate like Jason Tatum out there, it makes it a little bit safer to get a guy like Grant minutes later in this game and get a guy like Neesmith minutes. That starter stuck in with the bench unit gives them a range of possibilities for trying out different guys, which I think is awesome. Right, because he knows that one of those guys has to pan out, you know, (laughs) whether we're talking about a a guy who can spread the floor consistency and Grant – and, and knock down a couple of threes every single night, or whether we're talking about someone like Neesmith who can just lock down the wing, the wing position. You know, I just think his defense and his athleticism and his body shape. I mean, he just has the makings to be the, I don't know, the Aguadala, uh, so to speak. You know, you know that that guy who comes in the the Warriors MVP who came in off the bench could do a little bit of everything, whether it was three point shooting, uh, you know, defending the best player on the opposing team. Like that's a really strong weapon to have. On a, on a team with championship aspirations, especially like the Celtics, whereas that same person doesn't have to be your top three or four um, go-to score. You have other guys to do that. Oh, it's going to be beautiful when Kemba, Tatum, and Brown are back. Exactly. You could play Neesmith. You could play Neesmith 20 minutes every game if one of those guys is in every single time they go to a bench unit. Like, it doesn't matter the different combinations that they put in there because when you only had Tatum, when you only had Brown – and you had to get in the deeper bench units with maybe Smart leading it or Teague, you had to kind of pick your spots in terms of if you were throwing wings out there, it had to be someone like a green, a semi, who's not as much of a risk taker, who are solid defensively. And like I said, can be a net zero or just a plus three or something like that. When Neesmith came into this game, he did botch a few possessions defensively, but they were able to get a few buckets right back. So the balance was there. And they've managed the bench so well this year where I think every single night, save for those Philly games last week, they've had an advantage when those second units have come in because it's not like they're putting out five bench guys. They always have a starter out there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the position they're in, you know? But, uh, again, like to your point, when, when these guys are at full strength, I mean, that's when that's when we'll really know. And, and to be honest with you guys, man, you know, I, I had a lot to say about the whole Kemba early premature timetable, but – this thing has been right on course, if you really think about it. You know, they had that first update the first week of January where it seemed like, oh, okay, well, it's going to be a couple of weeks. And then, what, a little after or a week or 10 days after that, boom, he comes in. You know, he's on a minute restriction, obviously. But this is the this is the course you want him to be on because that West Coast road trip is right around the corner. And he's already got a couple of games under his belt. So, you know, having this <laughs> night off and, and, and coming back and, and seeing how he responds from that, you know, it's just – I think it's he's on pace – he, he's on the the, the, the schedule that Celtics wanted to be on right now. So everything is panning out well. It's just I don't know if they anticipated so many, uh, you know, missed games or postponed games or, or, or guys having to sit out because of COVID and health protocol. But, you know, for the most part, Celtics, things have, things have gone their way, you know, despite the three-game skid. Wednesday will be the first game with the full starting lineup. I'll be interested to see. Does Tice rejoin the – starting unit there it's a it's been a couple weeks of him rolling now so that is interesting and again i hate to go negative after a win but you have to you got to just look at it now uh you've got tice playing clearly clearly better than thompson um and rob for that matter and you know rob's still recovering but even before yeah. that i still think what he's doing right now is better i'm a than little what bummed about what happened to rob it's too bad. It is because he's playing with such energy and with such a spark. And I just think I, I I'm not going to go there fully yet, but I do think this dilemma, this bigs, this three big shuffle here. Um, it, I know if we're counting Grant, <laughs> they still want him involved. 
They're not putting, them, away from. not putting them away. <laughs> this three big shuffle uh, is just taking away from Rob's development. I, and again, you're talking about what you want to see. You, in or, you want to see Rob Williams based off of his athletic profile and the energy that he brings and the rim running and the roll gravity and all of that stuff we talked about and just the, the way he was playing with Tatum and just, the, I mean, his his the metrics when he was on the floor and just how well the team was playing. You want to see them utilize those minutes. I hate seeing him going down to eight and nine minutes because now you're rotating in all three of these guys and then Grant as well. Um and but right now Thompson is just, I mean they went back to double big tonight because Kemba was out and so you started Tatum Brown, uh, I, I mean uh, Tatum Brown Smart and then the two bigs didn't play a lot in the second half again zero field goal attempts even and I get it we don't want him shooting a lot but I mean I don't know he's not he's not contesting a lot of shots on defense he's grabbing boards and that's about it at this point. So I, I just don't know. I don't know the true value there. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, this game is tough, though. You know, Jason Tatum coming back, I, I think that the, the team knew it was important to obviously get him going. And, and then when the rest of the guys, they all scored double figures before halftime. I mean, where where do you really, you know, unless unless you're that guy that's going to be, you know, force the issue, give me the ball right now, which we know Thompson is. I'm not saying force the issue. It's just what is he there for? What is he there for? You know, is he doing enough to justify his is he doing to enough to justify his minutes is all I'm asking. I think the rebounding aspect, yeah. You know, defensive, he's had a couple of impressive performances on the defensive end, but just not of not of, of late, you know? Nothing that really – no no uh, shutdown performance that really stood out of late. Uh-oh. So, I mean, Miles does Turner. Miles Turner has entered the chat. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's how far we're going to do that now? All yeah. right. <laughs> That's a compelling case for the apology, Cam. I've been thinking about it a lot. And not from, Tom, not from Thompson's perspective, <laughs> but Turner has done the thing this year. He's cashing in on opportunity, his potential, his physical prowess, defensive rate. He's going to be an all-defensive first-team player if it keeps going the way it has to start this year for him. Now, would that have panned out the exact same way here with the personnel here? It's always tough to translate that. I, th- I think you could potentially say that it would have. But I'm not done with Thompson yet. So I have a piece coming on him tomorrow in Celtics blog. It's brutal. When you look at the defensive numbers, the matchups he's been in so far, we talked about Embiid. The final number on that series was 13 for 15 that Embiid shot against him. 40 points in that series. Uh, just off of, a, off a of Embiid versus he's, he's there but he doesn't do anything on defense right now. And so I don't care if he averages zero points per game. He's got to provide some switching, pick-and-roll, disruptive defense. That's what he did in Cleveland that made me want him so badly here. He had more size, different bigs around him, maybe a different kind of rotation where it was more you know, multiple bigs as they've tried to do with him here than wings in a, one single big where he's the center of everything at the defensive spot there. But it looks more physical than anything right now. Like he gets into a guy, but he can't really get up and contest. He's plotting. He's more groundbound right now. We've talked about him not finishing his putbacks. He's five for ten on putbacks this year coming into the night. I'm not loving what I see. Brad obviously isn't either. Brad said at some point we gotta go with who's playing best, and that's obviously Tyson Rob, who have been ahead of him. It's not great so far, but there's a long season. All I'll say is he's a guy who's won a championship, who's on some coasting Cavaliers teams. Yeah, and as he's great, coming great back, he's won a couple of championships. John, John, yeah, I was going to say, explain that face you just made. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate that rationale. I'm know? just saying he's probably not a guy who thinks the first 10 games of the year are do or die here. He's probably running back in the shape a little bit after a long, long offseason, the injury. I'm going to hold out on this for a half a season, and we'll see where he is around the All-Star break. It's a 60-game season. We're yeah, 72. Oh, 72-game season. We've played what? What are they now, 10 and 6, 16? I think, I think this is the 15th tonight. We're, we're at the 20% mark. You know, we're getting there. Yeah, so I, if, <laughs> if he starts impacting the game by playoff time, that's all that matters because we're talking about points. We're talking about defense, which is a little bit needed right now. 
but they're getting production from other guys. So if they can just work him along slowly and get him to the spot where he needs to be, where he can help by the end of the year, I'm holding out hope on him. I think he's been great in the locker room. I think he's been a mentor for Rob. Do they even have a locker room? That's true. Or do they do they all just walk out in their clothes? That's a, that's a great analysis of a cliche <laughs> right there. <laughs> is there even a locker room to be great in? <laughs> oh, he's great on the practice floor when in they COVID all get times? out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone. That's what that's a, that's a new style now. Again, it's so hard. Right. This is what it comes down to, John. Was it worth paying double the price for a guy who is better defensively yes. and better offensively. Yes. Here's right the now point. it's probably looking like yes. How old is that dude though? Here's the point. The That's point the is this. Money so doesn't matter if you're getting something out of it. So it doesn't matter what you pay somebody if you're getting something. So there there is no value in Tristan Thompson making only 10 million if if you're not getting anything out of him. Rebounding? So is but is but I'm saying is I again I'm not I, I'm just if if rebounding is all it was, then you had Ennis Cantor here who was just as good a rebounder. It, yeah, but cheaper. the defense was way worse. I understand that, but Thompson's playing horrible on the <laughs> defensive end. So as I said, is I, I made point. I made the I made the comparison earlier that he's basically, you know, he's defensive Cantor. You know, like but but he's not even. He's really only he really only rebounds. That's that that's really he's all he little, does. He's a little better defensively than Cantor, no. It's been by like no, he this is, much. But in Cantor's fact, the numbers are worse. I'm, Cantor's, Cantor's offense is miles better than than Thompson's defense, and right now Thompson's defense is better than Cantor's was for sure because Cantor's is terrible, but not so much so to make up that offensive difference. Cantor at least gave you offense plus the offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding, so you were getting positive things out of him. Right now, at Thompson, you're only getting boards. That's and the so, truth. That's the yeah. truth right now. I think by playoff time, there's a potential that that could change. I hope so, man. Because, I mean, it's a better team if he's able to do more, for sure. But otherwise, you're back to kind of Tice playing the majority of the minutes. And if that's the case, all I'm saying is, if that's all he is, fine. So be it. You, there's there's a role for – there's a place for guys like that on the team. And sometimes you need it. You're getting beat up. But I, as I said before the season, I'm not playing the I told you so game. I think his role is going to be kind of matchup specific. There's going to be games where you need what he can bring, but he's just going to be a rotational big. He's not going to be your lockdown 25 to 30 minute a night anchor um, there. And at this point, I really just don't want to see Rob's minutes diminish anymore than they already are. I want to see him playing more minutes, more than nine minutes a night. I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that, John, because obviously I can't help but think about the big man in Miami, you know, the big guy in Philadelphia who's having an MVP like season. You know, I know it's still early, but he's certainly mentioned up there with, with uh, Jokic. I, I just think what happened in game six against Miami, you know, if, if someone is there to contain Bam Adebayo, maybe they force a game seven and who knows. He did play well in that game. That's a good point. I mean, I think that's was that was the humongous difference. Obviously, that, or you can point to the very first game and say, "Heck, if he doesn't get that block on Tatum, who knows what could have happened in that series?" Now, who's to say the the Celtics will will get that kind of opportunity again? We don't know because we're not exactly sure what this team will look like come postseason. But I can't help but you know to 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 John's point. I mean, I can't help but think about those two matches in particular and think, man, I don't love the Celtics' chances with containing those two guys. Maybe someone like Rob can. Not slow them down, but just touch them up a bit, you know, disrupt them. Make sure that those guys don't have that sort of performance in a in a series clinching game like we saw Bam Adebayo do the Celtics. Yeah, that's where we're at with it. It, it. it all depends on matchups, too. And if you're talking about you want Rob to have more opportunity, that wouldn't have happened with Turner in here either. You would have been another guy blocking Rob in his minutes and his development. And at a much higher price, essentially you're done with Rob at that point, I would say, if you're making that kind of cash commitment to a center. And I'm not – I don't want to play the task game because I think you're right about that, John. Like if you can add a piece who moves the needle, especially on the defensive end where they need it, I think you pay for that. And we got into this whole TPE thing. That's probably going to move them into the tax anyway. So I don't think that's a valid excuse for not picking up Turner. If they didn't like his fit – if they didn't see a projection for him to continue to grow, if they think he is what he is ultimately at this point, I feel good about that. The plus to Thompson signing is that it's shorter term, cheaper money. There's 
a willingness probably and a better ability to swallow him going to the bench as we could possibly see happen the way he's playing right now and just be a mentor, uh, you know, locker room in a normal world guy <laughs> and mentoring Rob around along and getting him pushed to the level he needs to be at. There's probably a chance that Thompson's presence and the pressure that put on Rob could have inspired the better play that we saw out of Rob to start this year. So you got to think about that as an effect of this as well. Yeah. I mean, th this brings them back to that spot where they can mix and change guys. If you brought in Turner here, you'd, you'd have to move on from Tice, I would think, more than you do right now and dedicate more minutes, more time, and uh, more money, of course, to Turner as a singular talent at that center spot. And maybe it would have been worth it. Like I'm not, I'm not dying on this hill. At some point, I'm going to do the apology cam if it's warranted. But we're 15 games in. I'm going to be patient with Thompson, and I still see, I still see some things, some positives here out of him. I know yeah. this other the exact thing you're thinking because I think that was exactly what went into the signing. I mean, it was a in their mind, obviously money was a was part of it, but also they don't think the centers were at 20 million. Well, yeah, that and but the veteran leadership. I mean, there's a high price for that for this for this Celtics organization, obviously, because they're looking for guys like that to add to their locker room. Now, so like Miles Turner, obviously, he's a bit younger. I see that as upside, but maybe the Celtics see that as uh, maybe if things don't go his way, he's gonna you know get team or we won't have his full commitment. Whereas someone like Tristan Thompson has been itching for an opportunity to get back to the finals. You know, he's been in Cleveland. He hasn't been able to play on a really competitive team. They knew that he would be thrilled to come and join the Celtics. And, and, and the enthusiasm will be over the top in contrast to, to Thompson or excuse me, to uh, uh, Miles Turner, who may be thinking to himself, oh, all right, we'll see how this fits. And after a year, think, you know what? I want to be more of a featured player. And, you know, I don't want to be on this team anymore. You know, so maybe I they, think they there's something. It's a lot more security with the, with the Thompson signing. I think there's something to him being 10 years in, having won a championship, having gone to the finals every year too, and just isn't all that worried about not being at his best 15 games in. So if they can, if he can get closer to that point by playoff time, and John, you've said this too, he was in a bigger role in Cleveland last year. It was a bad team. He was shooting a lot. He was playing 30 minutes. So I don't think he's going to get back to that level of production, certainly. But closer I just thought the stats were slightly inflated as a result. You know, like yeah. statistically, he had a better year. But again, I, I, as I was saying before, I really think people were imagining the Thompson that existed three, four years ago, and I just don't think physically he's the same guy. Could um, be true. Could be true. We'll see. Those looking at stats. They're looking at his physicality. His, you know, the, the, everything that you don't see in the box score. I think that yeah. had a lot more to do with this signing. You want right. him to look how you yeah. expect and he hasn't uh, that's yeah clear. let's uh let, let's let's back back to the positive here exactly you know uh tatum first look first time we saw him in two and a half weeks they made a comment on the broadcast he looked like he dropped a couple pounds i don't know whether you saw that or not he looked pretty much the same to me um yeah. but just I could overall, see that. <clears throat> overall thoughts on how he played kind of looked like any game ever right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looks not, like not his best game ever but like just kind of looked normal Right. And, and, and uh, you know, the, the aggressiveness attacking the rim, you know, you want to see that it didn't seem fatigued, you know, I mean, he's a young guy. That didn't surprise me. Yeah. He's been out for quite some time, but again, he's a young guy and it's not like he's been out for five weeks, whereas he has to get his, uh, get, get his, his fatigue back. You know, yeah. you know he looked fine. I think he only, grew two more inches during quarantine. Only play that looked out of character was that JaVale McGee style full court run into like the hanging shot, but at the end of the first quarter, that was pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, he was like, am I going this way or am I going that way? And then he's like, I'm right out of the shot. And he just kind of did a little pirouette. and That was like the JaVale there. McGee play from the other night. That actually yeah. worked for McGee. <laughs> that was, Otherwise, uh, you saw all the things that still, we had this conversation last night, are the reason that he's, ahead of Brown, even if it's only slightly at this point with the ground that Brown is caught up. And it, again, I always have to preface this with, it's not a competition. This isn't a battle between these two for supremacy. The here. Gap it is. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's just a fun conversation to have as they both climb the ladder in their careers. Did you see that pass through a guy who was cutting in a little bit on help? I think it was to Brown in the corner, just flipped his left arm. The left, shot the it right lefty, the lefty bullet pass. Right to the corner. I think Bullet it was Brown. Right across corner. the court, left hand. Gorgeous. His passing is through the roof. Yeah. And Brown has made leaps and bounds with his passing. But Tatum is on another level right now when you think about the way he can run this offense. It's unreal. 
I, I'd never imagined him ever being like this. And I, I followed him back to his Duke days, and I remember seeing him do great secondary passes out of the point guard spot there. They did not run him in a great system to show what he was capable of, which is a big reason the Celtics ended up getting him. Um, but his passing is just unreal. It, I, it just blows me away every single game when he makes a pass like that, a play like that. And I just never, ever imagined him being there, never mind you know, four years into his career. Sorry, I keep thinking Josue froze. I'm waiting for him to talk. No, I'm, I was reading what Mitchell – shut up, John. I was reading I'm giving what Mitchell, the Wi-Fi a second to kick in before I start talking. So That's usually you know. what we see. It's like a no, – like he's just waiting for us to finish. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, he's frozen again. Should I talk? No, that was um, 35 minutes ago, guys. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you reading? Anything good? I'm reading what Mitchell had to say here because I like the way he put that. Yeah, he looked, he looked calculated, you know, whereas, uh, you know, but he used to be more hurried and – the, the sloppy Tatum, the, the first week of the bubble slash the, you know, uh, what was it, the beginning? The one the playoffs, yeah. season? Yeah, yeah. Or playoffs. Oh, so you mean the first game of the bubble when he was just all yeah. over the place? Never, and never the there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking the playoffs, too, when he was turning it over a bunch. And they were forcing the issue on him being that passer because the upside was there for him to run that offense. And if a guy's showing that potential – Brad Stevens is the one who's going to push him. He's not going to put a cap on that. But I did think there were games where his turnovers undermined them in the Toronto series then especially in the Miami series. I haven't looked into the numbers too much on him as a passer this year and the turnover rate and all that stuff, but I didn't see it tonight. Just two in 31 minutes. That's perfectly fine. And I think he's had quite a few games this year where he's, you know, three, maybe four. It's not the end of the world if he's running the offense at a high rate like he was tonight. And, Smart was doing the brunt of the work tonight, certainly. They got Tatum off ball a little more. I thought the early periods of this game, you did see Tatum just kind of driving himself into a pile of people at the rim and seeing what bit. happened. A little um, bit. But by the end of the game, he was himself. Great reverse layup, scored a fadeaway shot, hit a three from the left wing, and then that was Those are the things that worst. Those are the things that, for some reason, drive me crazy. It's unfair how we judge Tatum. We hold him to such a high standard. I still get nuts when he does that. When he just kind of dribble, dribble, dribble into 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 nowhere land. There's nothing there, but he's already determined that he's going to shoot. That's probably it. the biggest hole left in his game. Yeah. His player and on he's the rim. Just, he's made up his mind. I'm going to take this shot, and even if it's not there, and he didn't get his guy to bite, and he's forced into a terrible shot, and he's and he still does that from time to time. Does he get uh, a bad whistle? What's that? Does he get a bad whistle in those spots? I don't know. Some, I mean, like he doesn't well, get calls. That's why he doesn't get a foul because I feel like he's forcing the issue, and then he'll look he at the get ref. A foul he complains after everything, and, and the refs hate him. Yeah, it's like man, you you dribbling into a triple team, you're not going to get the call most of the time. You know, he's got a mopey demeanor, and I think it rubs the refs the wrong way. You know, yeah, and he and he and he just he whines a little too much. He's got to learn yeah. to play that game a little bit, where he's kind of giving him pats on the ass and smiling with him and talking right, to him. Right. You know what? That's you, a really good point, John. Because you got to get you got to game the refs a little bit here. <laughs> exactly, because the biggest difference is he'll do it. Do the Brady he, high five. You got to <laughs> game him. He'll do yeah. it when things aren't going his way, and then he'll do it when he's on. And I'm like, wait, yeah. wait a minute. You got to pick one here. You can't you can't always give crap to the rest because then you're yeah, not going to get Come on, man. You got to make it a little bit of a joke, running joke with him. You can't. Yeah. And then every like, single you can't throw your hands up every time. You know, it, it drives them free. He'll it's come back to back three pointers, and then he'll make a layup with a little bit of contact, and then he'll go off of her. I'm like, Hey, things are going your way, man. Just just go with it, you know? It's a, yeah. it's a communication thing, too. I might be mistaken if it's him, but I, I feel like Pierce used to have more of a relationship with the refs. Like, he'd know their names. He'd talk he to them pre-game. Like I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, and I think what he did that Tatum's not doing, and, you know, maybe he is, but I don't feel like he is, is making a case for himself. Not not just saying, what's that? You're throwing your arms up or just giving the nasty look. You know, go over them during the timeout or pregame or after the game, whatever it has to be. Make a case for why this play was a foul. Or, you know, Let me pause. You I got somebody desperately trying to get this question answered. Have a bit of a uh, why the Celtics. Throwing the arms up, which was his move. For the oh, no. Uh-oh. What did uh -oh. we lose? Am I gone? 
I'm good. I'm still good. I'm still good. All right, cool. Got a little shaky there. Oh, we lost John. Yeah. Oh, we lost John. John's the one that with the with the. I stick. thought I broke out there, so that's what I'm saying. You, you know, had a question make, you wanted to put there. Make make more of a case. John, did, did I disappear for a second? Yeah. No, we're to Brockton, bro. What are you doing here? <laughs> <He's> infected. <laughs> What's the question? It looked, it looked good. I don't know. Something about why did the Celtics let Jared Allen go to Cleveland? I don't think that had anything to do with the Celtics, but uh, someone really wants the wanted, question answered. I think, him, I think he wanted the Celtics to get in on that deal. Is this yeah, it? I just don't think the Celtics were part of that package. So um, they, they I'm weren't trying invited. to think of what Cleveland provided. There. They weren't invited to this party. No. Yeah, again, that trade puzzles me, especially from. It would have been. That that trade really puzzles me from Cleveland's perspective. I think all they gave up in that was Dante Exum, which is a, yeah, a nothing role player, and a Fox Exum, by the way, loved him. I know he did. I was just thinking that too in the draft that that year. Oh yeah, and Utah took him right before the smart pick. They got all the Brock and John jokes now. So I am I. <laughs> oh no! Contagious, John. I think it's contagious. Look at Bobby. Bobby Freeze. He's singing right now, bro. Look at him. <laughs> He's frozen. Look at that. Let's go, Bobby. Full. Hey, don't stop believe. <laughs> it's like he's singing karaoke right there. There you are. Hey, buddy. Brockton Wi-Fi. Get out of here. I'm not in Brockton anymore now. No, we got to get uh, we got to try to get Bobby back. We're having a couple technical difficulties here, so it's not just me. Well, at least it was in the beginning. No, stream's a little wonky right now. We'll have to live with it. Uh, we'll have Bobby jump back in. Uh, not a Wi-Fi issue. I think it's just the stream. But yeah. regardless, oh, oh man, now he's by himself. Oh, am I by myself? Oh, no, no, John, I think I am by myself, guys. What's going on, guys? Celtics postgame show turned into the Joe Sway Pavone show. What's going on, guys? Give me your questions here. Let me see if I can answer them before these guys come back. I think it's just me. Or am I talking to myself right now? I have no idea. Oh, now it's just, just okay, here we go. All right. I got the show now. Come on, guys, bring in your questions here. It's the Joseph Pavone show. What's going on, fellas? We got uh, technical difficulties, but I guess I'm not the only one who having having Wi-Fi issues, guys. What's going on? See what happens? See what Yeah, we're up to the Josue Pavone show. Oh, man, the debut. What do we got here? Is John here? No, you both dropped out, and it turned into the Josue Pavone show for about for about 90 seconds, if that. Man, I didn't think that was possible. And then I, it was like the, the stream realized, wait, wait a minute. If John or Bobby's not here, we got to get Josue out of here, too. All right, so <laughs> we're back. I don't, John must be having some issues in that host spot. Yeah, he'll, he'll jump back in any second here. But yeah, right. we're, we're, we're back here. So we were talking Jared Allen. I like that idea because I think Allen's one of the best pick and roll and uh, rim stopping centers in the league, and he's a future piece. That's a guy I would pay to ultimately at some point to be a future center of the franchise. I was trying to think of what Cleveland did to get him, and it, they ate the Torian Prince contract. Which that was the thing, yeah. Because I was going to yeah. say because that that's the only thing that would scare away Danny Ainge, and when you think about someone like. Like Jared Allen, obviously Cleveland would, would obviously look at that as a as a building block for the future. But also they have to they have to shave off some cap space, you know. If they really want to keep him around or at least uh, build around him. So yeah, that, that's that's a good point. That, that's it right there because that's a contract I can imagine. Wow, <laughs> now it's the Bobby Manning show. This is unreal. Yeah. So what we got is what we got there. No Jared Allen. Here's Joe Sway again. I don't know what is going on here. Where's John at? <laughs> John back at his. Proxton has just infected the entire show. 
<laughs> it's spreading. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing John at all. As soon as John said that whole thing about spreading, that that's what happened. It spread to him. He was contaminated. Look, they won't even show his face now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him pop up in here. In I do too, because you know he's gonna come. He's gonna come with something hard. He's gonna come up with something funny. All right, I see him. There we go. Apology, we Apology cans for my for all the Brockton Wi-Fi jokes ever made in this program. <laughs> that was unreal. They, that was all it. of us, though, right? <laughs> I think it stemmed from you, though. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! Well, you're in the you're in the host chair there. If this happens again, one apology can from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. I think this is the chance for you. This is the chance for your first apology cam ever. For Wi-Fi, I will not apologize for Comcast. I got Comcast. I'm next to my friggin' router. I want them to apologize. If you're never going to do it for a take, you got to do it for your Wi-Fi. I will not apologize for my Wi-Fi, for technology failing me. For the slander, that's what I want. For the for the for the slander you've been giving me for my Wi-Fi. Hey, that's not me. Whoever it was. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> Whoa. No, Bobby got the apology. I control that. <laughs> there that we is go. funny. Oh, my God. I, I, somehow, I will not do it. I won't do it. I was like, I was like, John's going to have the apology cam filter ready at some point and just drop it on us unannounced. But it was uh, Bobby who we had it on deck. Oh, my God. What a I'm going to get somebody debacle. to. All right, we're losing half the audience. We, we, we what a, a debacle. All right, we were talking about Tatum. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Jared Allen. I have no idea what Joe Sway did on his solo broadcast. because oh, I couldn't no, we, we settled the Allen situation. He, he would have been great, but it wasn't possible. I don't Dude, think he was a firewall on that, on that Joe Sway show, man. It was wild. We got into some crazy stuff. I don't think Allen was possible for a million reasons, but, not. I mean, beyond that, like, I, I don't think the Nets want to trade – would have wanted to trade to the Celtics anyway. So, um, you know, Cleveland is a, you can go die over here. You know, it's, you're not really worried about. Although he got his revenge last week when they swept them. Yeah. <laughs> he kicked their ass. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, other things from tonight. We talked about Neesmith. We talked about Thompson. We talked about Smart. Jalen, another efficient, efficient game. We also had Thompson. Bobby, any other thoughts for tonight? Well, San Antonio on Wednesday. That one seems kind of up in the air at this point, and I don't think the next game Lakers won because I guess Pelicans Spurs was postponed tonight. Do some po- positives in both organizations, so we'll keep an eye on that one. As far as tonight goes, uh, not too much else. I'm just loving what Tice is bringing to the team right now. I feel like there's always been such a sense of all right, they need to do better than Tice. They gotta improve at center they gotta upgrade on him he's too skinny he's not strong enough he's not good enough rebounder he he's so good in this system where they play a lot of wings where they have great help defenders at the forward spots and he's long and they're more of a length-based switching defense and he gets back on defense they want to limit transition runs that kind of stuff ton of pick and roll spacing he's a great shooter all that stuff's so important, and he's starting to prove his worth again, whether it's in the two-big lineup, which he had to do a lot of tonight, playing alongside Thompson and making that work. He's talked about how tough that's been, but he's just going out there and doing it. Or playing bench minutes with the center group. Remember I said it, Joe Sway. He's a, I don't know if he's been this year because he got off to a real slow start, but last year I thought he was a top-10 center in the NBA at the low end, maybe 11 or 12. But he is so underrated. I feel like he's going to get paid. Someone around the league is going to value what he does. And I'm just saying, enjoy every minute of it because he was a steal. No one wanted this guy for years. He was just hanging out in Germany. And, again, it looks like he's going to be a big part of this team. When that starting lineup comes back together on Wednesday, if they're capable of doing that, I want it to be Tice, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba. Go back to the big five who got you within two games of the finals last year and roll with that. Whatever else has to work, make it work. Yeah, I think that's what we'll see. I, I mean, before Tatum came back, that's what we were already talking about, right? You take out Grant and you put him in there. You didn't realistically see, you know, Brad Stevens going to stick with that lineup, that two big lineup with Grant and Ty. So now it's going to be, uh, yeah, you get to see more of the bigger pitch, bigger picture if we get this game in, though. I mean, that's my biggest concern. Um, the Celtics, obviously, after what they've gone through, I mean, you know, if you're Brad Stevens, you have to have your hesitations or your thoughts 
about going to Texas and thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, I don't want to be without Tatum for another five days or, you know, uh, God forbid we come out of that, uh, the Celtics come out of that Texas trip and the whole thing happens all over again where they don't have enough players or they're just a few guys short or whatever the case may be. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, what happens there. But I'm still interested in seeing what Neesmith has. You know, this is going to be a great road trip for him. Uh, I think he will earn his minutes. Um, you know, he's the guy I have my eye on, you know. Um, uh, that wing position, I just think the secondary wing position is going to be so important for this team moving forward, uh, especially defensively. Now, you know, I talked about Javante Green, like what I see out of him here and there. You know, Grant Williams, when he's making that three, you know, when he's being that stretch big, he, he can provide difficulties, you know, for, for the second unit, opposing second units. But if you have a Neesmith in there, you know, being that third weapon, whether if whether we're talking about, uh, you know, Javante, Shemi, or, or Jeff Teague, we'll get the Teague that we got, you know, in game one. I mean, all that goes a long way for the second unit. But I just love to see what Aaron Neesmith is right now because uh, this is a confidence we haven't seen from him before. And uh, that, that typically pans out to one of those uh, one of those young signature rookie performances, if you will. You know, it's not going to be one that's going to blow you away, but it's going to show you just ex exactly where he is in terms of his uh, his progression. So uh, I, I'm, I'm still riding with Neesmith. But hopefully, again, hopefully we get this game. Hopefully we'll actually see a game Wednesday night for the Celtics. There he is. Yeah, I'm I've, been, I've been I've, I've been listening to you guys for the last three minutes. I was afraid to jump back on. No, that's how I felt with the, the beginning of this, the first quarter of the show. Man, it was rough. I was like, people want some negativity. Did you listen to our Thompson segment? No, they we, did. We mix it in. Oh, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> There's plenty in there. No, no, no. Uh, Grandy, Grandy made a. Uh, you saw Grandy was on Twitter talking about. Um, uh, lobbying the league if the San Antonio thing is going to be canceled just to let the Celtics stay and play Chicago right now on Wednesday because they already had a Bulls game canceled this year. Yeah, they have to make that up. Yeah, yeah. Brad was fired. I always listen to that pregame interview, and he doesn't like the way they're scheduling this where they were supposed to be going to Chicago at the start of the month and then, you know, obviously going off for all the other games and then coming back tonight. That's what I said. Do series all year long. Not Every the game game should all be two and two everywhere you go. You, yeah. you know, the only argument I've heard from it against people is they say, oh, if someone rolls their ankle at the beginning of game one, that's going to shift the playoff race and tiebreaker if you knock out all those games against a division opponent or something in one. Well, it already happens because they're doing it anyway. Tatum was out for that Philly series. And now Philly's probably going to have the tiebreaker over Boston. So it's, it's kind of out the window at this point because they're already doing series. So just do them, period. Why not play the Lakers twice this weekend? Why not? Let's do it. All right, I'll call them. We'll talk about it. Yeah, they're not. They're gonna say no to Stevens because they're resisting so hard, shaking up the schedule and postponing <laughs> the entire schedule right now. The NBA is just dug in. And how about this? We didn't talk about this. They want to do an All Star game now. That's uh, what they're worried about. Are you? It. There's been. You have to do an All Star game because otherwise, what's Jalen gonna do? I I get it, but. The Make 16, 17. Don't play the game. All star game's freaking stupid. There's been if, 16, 17 postponements. Let's and give COVID to all our best players. In Atlanta. They want to do it in Atlanta. In a First COVID all, friendly environment. John, you know you hate the all star game in general. COVID or no, no COVID? No, I used to love, love, love the basketball all star game. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. The last few have been pretty good with the teams and stuff. Better, but like I in, back to you know I loved the, the All Star Game, but and I get it for these guys. It's such a cool thing. It's definitely sh the, the experience is shot. I feel like with this with this generation is more about the weekend and you know just kicking it. I don't think it's more that there isn't that competitive edge, but you know they tried to tweak it here and there or whatever. But you know they've done their best, and and I guess that the NBA has always been in that realm where they're they're. You know, Adam Silver is always open to, to doing new things. So it's going to be – it's going to take a little bit, maybe a couple more years before it gets really competitive where people actually care about winning the game. But they're on their way to figuring it out. But either way, I, I just don't think it's it's smart for them to have the game. You know, just announce the All-Stars. Uh, the players will always – you know, it's 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 on their resume. Once you make an All-Star team, you don't have to actually play in the game itself. And for someone like Jalen Brown, of course, who will, who will be a no-brainer, uh, it will be his first one. And whether he plays in it or not, you know Jalen Brown is going to take that – and 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 of course, uh, be honored. You know, it's not going to be about playing and, and showing out his skill set. He he knows 
he knows what he's got. You know, he he'll be on he'll be on your side, John. He he wants to be uh, keep things on the safe side and, and keep this ball rolling with the Celtics, and, and hopefully the Celtics can have a have an oppressive record at that point. Did I go out and kill Bobby too? Yeah, you took me with yeah, it. I don't know what's going on with you two, man. You guys should really work on your Wi-Fi here. Man. All right. for, for the sake of the people, I, 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 we, there's, I, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, is it okay. true you crushed your pickles over there? That was going on? I'm doing more harm than good this show. Uh, so I'm going to go and say bye to everybody. You guys can talk for as long as you want. Put a ball on it. Bobby, tell the folks about Manscaped as well. I'm going to leave. <laughs> We're going to do the landscape for you. I'm literally, every second I'm on here, I'm terrified I'm going to sabotage the rest of the show. Let's just sign out. We'll we'll talk to our Wi-Fi companies, and we'll figure this out for next time. <laughs> well, Comcast is freaking charging for Wi-Fi now. It keeps telling me I'm at my 90% threshold for the month. That's not going to last long. Oh, Lord. So now we know why. Yeah, got, exactly. This is not I, – I, I will get a different – I will – Verizon, yeah. here I come. Um, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's just wrap the whole show. Manscaped, press pass 20. Bobby, do you have that lower third for me? <laughs> oh, for two. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Back to back nights. <laughs> uh, press pass 20, 20% off. You get a full package for your package. All yes, your all your needs. Did I freeze oh, you yeah. guys again? Nope, okay. That's it. Press pass 20, manscaped.com, 20% off the whole order. Sorry, guys. Bit of a shit show. Um, it was pretty good um, for a bit, but we we, we really cratered. Um, and that's that's the end of that. Uh, Jimmy will be back later in the week. We will be doing West Coast games. We're back on Wednesday, we think, with San Antonio. We don't know. Um, we don't know. Uh, if they're going to play that or not. They're in the protocol right now, or they're contact tracing, you know, so they didn't have enough to play tonight. We'll see what happens. When do they think they're going to announce that? they got to figure out if they're going, right? Wouldn't they have left right yeah. now? You know what? That's another thing, too, because the game that they called, they, they called it like an hour before tip-off. Like, the NBA has to – and I get it, you know, people coming into the arenas, but don't they come hours before tip-off? I mean, they have to call these games sooner, no? Maybe uh, I'm just saying that because uh, as, a, as a selfish uh, – fantasy basketball owner of two teams <laughs> you know, really threw me a freaking curveball today but Josue hates this league Paul George he's, I, everybody's I, I, driving his fantasy team crazy well there's a ton of people uh, now you're seeing a ton there's a couple of articles today I know Mannix wrote one and you know? someone else was quoting a, like a league executive that's saying like let's get back to the bubble right away and like talking about their feeling there's a bit more momentum to where just did make the all-star stuff come from that's what I want to know because when you have people talking about that, trying to solve the issue, and you have people trying to plan an all-star game, that shows the two lines of thinking that are going on in this country right now. Like some people just think everything's going perfect, and some people are actually trying to, you know, get this rolling and try to do this as best as you can because this isn't working right now. I know they have the guys of, well, we'll just postpone and figure out where these games are going later, and you know, the competitive balance is going to be there. But ultimately, if more and more games start getting piled up, they're going to have to toss some of these out of the window and just do a divided season where some teams play 72, some play 68. Because if they're piling up games at the All-Star break and trying to do a game during that stretch or trying to have a balanced schedule for the second half of the season, it's not going to work with how many teams, games, especially for Washington, have been thrown out at this point or at least postponed, as they're saying now. So like you gotta do what you can to get this right. I get the Bobby's got a burner. I get the hesitancy for the bubble because they want to have fans. They want things to be okay for the playoffs, especially. Uh, but if you're not gonna get there, you gotta do what you gotta do to get there. <laughs> My guy in the comment section said, uh, "Brock and bubble." That cracked me up. Yeah, we could do it. I, again, I, I've always thought it makes sense, but I get why they wouldn't want to be away. I just think it's. It just comes down to the best the best of two not great options. Is this any better right now? I'm not really sure. Especially with the travel. You go city to city and you're locked in a hotel by yourself. Can't go out. Can't do anything. This can't be super fun. At least the bubble was somewhat social because you had other people around you all the time. Uh, and you started to be able to welcome some of your family and other you people. You can make a bigger there. bubble too. Yeah, you know, Start to have in 
certain amount of permanent guests. Make yeah. it a little more of a city-like feel. And yeah. again, they're doing the stupid G League bubble down there. Like, yeah. I just don't get the priorities right At now. At some point, the momentum might go there because it'll just seem like a better option. Is it though? Yeah. For the NBA's bottom line, though, I mean, you have to take that into consideration as well. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you got, they all had a plan, or at least a contingent, contingent plan on 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 having fans at the arena at some point this season. I think that has a lot well, to Miami's going to start to allow them. We already saw Bobby's Raptors uh, had some the Warriors, Celtics fans. The Warriors were trying to push for it before the season started. And it was like, wait, oh, no one else is doing it? Oh, no, we're just kidding. Never mind. Well, and we do have to consider the vaccine, too. They're going to revisit that conversation in, in a couple of months. I yeah. think they're going to do vaccine before bubble. Yeah, they might. They might cut the line. I, I believe that some of that stuff is possible, but we'll see. Um, but – you know, again, Wednesday, we think we'll be back. If not, um, we got another one. Is it Saturday is the next one after that, or is it Friday, Saturday? Friday, Saturday. Saturday is the Lakers back at TD Garden. Yeah. All right. So Wednesday, group apolo- – I guess I'll apologize for the Wi-Fi. Was it just me? I feel like we all had some – we all had some problems. Was Or was it all me? Was it all Seems me? like it's them from you. All right. The it's on me. From you. It's on me. Um, no slander. You knew what yeah. you did. I'm going to have a made bed. I'll do an apology cam for that. Bed, bed apology, Wi-Fi apology, um, and oh, and Joe Sway's router is back as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you guys on Wednesday, we think. If not, Saturday, Lakers. That should be a ton of fun. What? Uh, <laughs> that is crazy. What? I- the name there, Joe Sway's yeah. Wi-Fi router. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll wrap it up again for Bobby Manning, for Celtics blog, CLS Media, Joe Sway Pavone, dropping it on heavy.com. We've got a few heavy dot, we've got a few heavy.com readers here in the comments for sure. You guys, appreciate you guys. Make sure you check that out. Also, Cosmic Celtics on Facebook, guys. Heavy yep. on we got uh, we got the podcast for Joe Sway as well. Bobby Manning, host of Dome Theory podcast. You can catch that. Ton of other podcasts on our network as well. Goodman and Ryan. I think we have an episode dropping tomorrow. Celtics Beat podcast. Did we have one today? Nope. No. No. Uh, one will be a lot of good Kobe me. stuff coming tomorrow. Uh, Kobe Bryant, one year ago, passed away. All right. Yeah. Across yeah. the network, I know Joe Sway and Nick went out there a year ago for the uh, memorial, right? But yeah. we'll run some of that stuff back and yeah. you know do whatever we can to remember him. Yeah, that was a crazy that was a crazy uh, weekend. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, Sherrod dropping tomorrow. There's a lot more basketball content coming throughout the week, and we'll be back later in the week as well. Uh, this debacle is over. Celtics win, beat the Bulls. It's number two seed in the East. Good game from Tatum. Good game from Brown. Good game from Smart. Uh, the on that media. Come on, man. We did good. We did all right. Thank you everybody for hanging with us and yeah. enduring enduring the 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 the, the Wi Fi situations. Uh, we'll uh, we'll all have different carriers in time for the next game. But until then, good night. <laughs>